Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Grammar Girl here. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about lightning versus the lightning, a piece about one direction and pronouns, and a tidbit about why we call teddy bears teddy bears. One thing I like about living in Reno is the cool lightning storms. We get amazing lightning here. The word lightning is quite old. The first citation in the Oxford English Dictionary that uses lightning as a noun to describe light from the sky, is from 1377. Back then, in Middle English, spelling was different from our modern English spelling. Lightning was spelled with a Y, and a letter we don't even use anymore today called a yoke, that kind of looks like the number three. The yoke was eventually replaced with our current letters G and H. Today, there are two forms of the word lightning, and people often get confused about their spellings. Dictionaries say that long ago, the two words were spelled the same. They both come from the word light, which goes back even further, all the way to Old English before the year 900. But today, the lightning we've been talking about, the bolt from the sky, doesn't have an E. It's spelled L-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-G. The other kind of lightning, what people do when they get their hair bleached, for example, is spelled with an E, L-I-G-H-T-E-N-I-N-G. Lightning without an E can also be a metaphor for something that's fast. Game shows, games, and even TV shows often have a lightning round. One of the earliest game shows to have a lightning round was the show Password in 1961, and Lightning McQueen was the name of one of the racers in the movie Cars. One of my favorite quotations about lightning comes from Mark Twain. He said, quote, The difference between the right word and the almost right word is a really large matter. It's the difference between lightning and a lightning bug, unquote. So get the right word and spell lightning properly. If you're writing about someone lightning hair, it's spelled with an E. But if you're writing about Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the lightning thief, it's spelled without the E. My agent, Lori Abkemeyer, came up with a good memory trick. She said, just think of a lightning bolt zapping the E out of the word. And that was your quick and dirty tip. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's 
who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Next, just between you and me, today I'm going to talk about the pronouns I and me, and the phrase between you and me. In their song, You and I, One Direction gets the first part right and the second part wrong just a few lines apart. Here's the early line. You and I, we don't want to be like them. It may sound a little grammatically weird because with the you and I followed by a pause and then we, they're doing a double subject thing I talked about in a previous show. But that's okay, and they get the you and I part right, which is what we're talking about today. First, the basics. The words you, I, and me are all pronouns. They stand in for nouns such as Zane, Liam, and Harry. Pronouns can be subjects or objects. Here's a simple way to think about it. The subject of a sentence is doing something. It's the agent taking action. And the object is the thing or person being acted on. If I say I love Lewis, I am the subject, the one doing the loving. And if I say Lewis loves you, you are the object, the target of Lewis's love and the object of his affection. To figure out the between you and me part, you need to know that I is a subject pronoun and me is an object pronoun. The proper sentence is I love Niall, not me love Niall. And you use I because the pronoun is the subject of the sentence and I is the subject pronoun. And if you've been speaking English your whole life, your ears quickly pick up the difference between right and wrong. I play the guitar, not me play the guitar. The reason it gets a little tricky when you combine I and me with you is that you is both a subject and object pronoun. In other words, you use the word you whether it's in the subject or object position. You love Zane, and Zane loves you. They're both correct. So when One Direction sings, you and I don't want to be like them, 
the pronouns you and I are both in the subject position. When the pronouns are you and I together, it's called a compound subject. But you also see that they're both subjects by breaking it apart into I don't want to be like them and you don't want to be like them. Now that you get the subject pronoun part, we can think about object pronouns, move on to between you and I, and see why it's wrong. The word between is a preposition, just as on, above, over, and of are prepositions. Prepositions do things such as describe relationships or positions in time and space, and they do that by working with other words. For example, you could say the pillow is on the sofa, or the platter is above the refrigerator, or that Liam will stand between Harry and Zane. So instead of acting alone, prepositions are part of prepositional phrases. In those example sentences, on the sofa, above the refrigerator, and between Harry and Zane are prepositional phrases. And it's just a rule that pronouns following prepositions in such phrases are always in the object case. Me is the object pronoun, so if you want to say that Liam will stand between you and me, you use me because it's the object pronoun. The correct prepositional phrase is always between you and me. That's why it's so sad when One Direction sings, nothing can come between you and I. Despite their good start with you and I, we don't want to be like them, they messed up when they got to the preposition between. The line should be, nothing can come between you and me. Most people who study language and how it's used are sympathetic to people who say, between you and I, because it's considered a hypercorrection. The theory is that people have been so traumatized by being corrected when they say things, such as, Harry and me went to the mall, instead of, Harry and I went to the mall, that they incorrectly correct between you and me to between you and I. I'll keep my fingers crossed that One Direction's next big hit is called Between You and Me. This time of year, the stores in my area are always filled with stuffed holiday bears. My mother-in-law collects bears embroidered with the year, so I'm sure she'll be getting her 2015 bear soon. And seeing all the bears reminded me that sometimes we call them teddy bears because of the U.S. president, Teddy Roosevelt. The story goes that in 1902, Roosevelt went to the South to settle a border dispute between Mississippi and Louisiana. And while he was there, he went on a bear hunt. Well, the hunting wasn't going so well, and the organizers wanted the president to be happy. So they captured a bear for him and tied it up. When Roosevelt arrived, they presented him with the poor trussed-up bear, suggesting that he shoot it. Roosevelt thought this was quite unsporting and refused. Now, here the story gets murky. I've read accounts that Roosevelt demanded the bear be freed, and I've also read accounts that Roosevelt suggested that someone else shoot the bear to put it out of its misery. Either way, the story of Roosevelt refusing to shoot the bear got out, and the Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist Clifford Kennedy Berryman drew a cartoon for the Washington Post— depicting an aloof and merciful teddy refusing to shoot a cute, frightened little bear. As a double play, the illustration was titled Drawing the Line in Mississippi, referring to both Roosevelt being in town because of the border dispute, 
and to his drawing a moral line at not shooting a helpless captive bear. Berryman's cartoon was syndicated around the country, and people loved it. The positive reception inspired the Mitchtums, Russian immigrants who lived in Brooklyn, to make a stuffed bear cub they called Teddy's Bear and to put it in their store window. That first bear was so popular they created the ideal novelty and toy company to make more. Around the same time, a company in Germany called Steiff also began manufacturing stuffed bears, very likely without having any knowledge of the Roosevelt-inspired production that was taking place in the U.S. And in 1903, a New York toy buyer bought 3,000 of the German bears to bring to the U.S., So now two companies were selling teddy bears, and they became something of a craze. A 1906 citation from the Oxford English Dictionary shows a line from American Stationer that reads, Probably no novelty of recent years has been so popular as the teddy bears. I found newspaper ads from 1907 advertising Teddy Roosevelt bears, and for a series of spin-out books called The Roosevelt Bears, which featured Teddy G, a good bear, and Teddy B, a bad bear. Two bears with the same names were presented to the Bronx Zoo. There was a rush of teddy bear songs, such as the Teddy Bear March in Two-Step, and manufacturers made all kinds of teddy bear products, including tea sets, cages for stuffed bears, paper dolls, scarf pins, and so on. Back then, Teddy was capitalized because it was the president's nickname. But sometime over the years, it became acceptable to write teddy bear lowercase. And that's how Merriam-Webster's online dictionary and the Oxford English Dictionary list it today. I'll put pictures of the original cartoon in those newspaper ads on the transcript of this podcast at quickanddirtytips.com. And you can search the site for teddy bear. They're pretty cool. So the next time you see a teddy bear, remember Theodore Roosevelt and his failed hunting trip. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. If you're interested in that Grammar Girl video webcast I mentioned last week, I have a URL for you now. It's bit.ly.com slash ggwebcast. The video is designed to help people at companies avoid common writing mistakes. If you have money left in your training budget that you need to spend by the end of the year, it's a great thing. Check it out. That's bit.ly.com slash ggwebcast. That's all. Thanks for listening. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.